0: Hi there, so right now, New Year's Eve, what I want to do is just talk about um, two pieces of translated fiction that I've literally recently just finished, because that was one of my goals really, in my reading, to read more translated fiction, and luckily I've started, Um, but we're doing it now because I wanted to do a little podcast, I wanted to talk about books, But I don't want it to be like a New Year's resolution. Just something I do in 2020. So we're starting it now. Which is a flawless idea. Yep, no planning. We're just going for it. Um, And the first one that I'm going to talk about is In the Miso Soup by Ryu Murakami. Hopefully I'm saying that somewhat correctly. Um, Basically the premise of this one is we have this tourist um, guide? tour guide? yeah that's the word tour guide Kenji who um, meets up with this American tourist called Frank um, and he's showing him different parts of Tokyo's nightlife the um, not so PG scenes <laughs> and Frank is a weird guy, he's suspicious to say the least, Um, through the beginning we're hearing about some murders that have taken place, and right off the bat Kenji's kind of thinking maybe Frank is to blame, and that's how this beginning starts. We're kind of just getting to know two characters basically, but there's there's this one scene, kind of the climax of it which is just so gruesome that it's kind of done to shock and numb the main character and I kind of felt like it kind of does the same to you when you read it because it's not something I wanted to read. It's not something the main character wanted to watch, but you end up just observing anyway, which. I think was definitely part of the point of that um I'd say I didn't love the book as a whole but it really made me want to keep reading so I did I did enjoy it um as I was reading it I was quite conscious that there was a lot riding on the ending depending on whether I would like it as a whole or not and to be honest I did like the ending it gave a lot of perspective to some of um, the characters and the different questions I had. Um, but I don't really want to talk about the end. Um, most interestingly, I think probably what it was about. It's about what kind of compels us all. and there was a lot of talk, particularly the end, about having a real self um, and like a sense of self and what drives you. There's one quote which says: You could ransack your innards looking for the real you and never find it. Slice yourself open and all you'll find is blood and muscle and bone. Which kind of sets a tone, I think, for what the book is like. I feel like what that's trying to say, though, is you you can't understand why you're the way you are. But through actions, I think this is what Frank particularly feels, through what he does... He can come close to understanding himself. But it's always fleeting, so he keeps having to act a certain way. What was particularly interesting, I think, because it was Japanese, is you did get a good look at some different parts of the culture. It was quite humorous, really, to see. The foreigner, that was Frank, interacting with different Japanese customs. There's one part where Frank talks a lot about Japanese history and why they're the way they are. Which kind of sounded to me like the author might have been saying his own opinion. But that felt a bit confusing. So maybe I'm wrong. But maybe... It's trying to say much like Frank being a foreigner. He feels like an outsider as well. I don't know. Either way. Definitely thought it was very thought-provoking about morality. But... Like I said, there were gory parts. Probably more shock value than I wanted. Um, But no, still good. Um, In contrast, just today actually, I finished Human Acts by Han Kang. Which is all about the Gwangju uprising in Korea, which she was a child at the time of. Um, I wrote a couple things down, actually, as I was reading. Um, I felt that the greatest themes for me at the time were, she was talking about restlessness and really a betrayal of a nation. There's a review on the back of the book, um, I can't remember who by, but they say it kind of has a spark of forgiveness in the book, which I think I would have to disagree with. Um... I think she clearly shows, well, what the the kind of massacre it was, really. She's not offering up any forgiveness, in my opinion. Maybe other people disagree. Um, Two quotes I wrote down because I thought they were interesting. Um, At one point we get the perspective of a soul itself, (laughs) which is not a spoiler, it's on the blurb. Um. And they say no one had ever taught me how to address a person's soul and another quote was how long do souls linger by the side of their bodies which kind of a concept she talks about a lot you get the sense that she's not religious but she was very conscious through writing it but she didn't want to reduce all the humans all like her fellow citizens in the uprising to bodies because it was a massacre. We see a lot of we see a lot of dead bodies. You get um, more of a sense in the epilogue of why she wrote it, um, which I thought was really interesting, um, particularly about a young boy called Dongho, um, which kind of insp- who kind of inspired her to write it in the first place, um, and someone she actually meets up to talk about and get permission to write the novel, really didn't really wanted her to write in a way that no one could ever talk down on him I guess couldn't ever slander her, his name, think of him as just someone who went against the government but someone with a sense of purpose someone with a sense of conscience she's very big on the idea of conscience about the fact that what in Gwangju, what they were doing was right. Um, there's a part where... Actually, Dongho's mother in the novel... Um, she's... She's so upset and she's protesting, but she asks... What crime has she committed when she gets reprimanded? When she's protesting all the the martial law and all the reason they're... Um, fighting an uprising she says what kind of what crimes have i committed and you don't really know do you (laughs) that's the that's the whole crux of it you can't see why these people are treated the way they are which is an oversimplication but you know what i mean um another reason she was driven she said to write is she saw an image like a really gory image of a woman that was killed and she actually says herself that soundlessly and without fuss some tender thing deep inside her broke when she saw that image. You, you definitely can see that she's driven in writing human acts and because she wants to get through a message she definitely has something she wants to say and that, that purpose does come through. You can tell you're reading something important. Um, At the beginning, I felt that the book was like effort to read and maybe I wouldn't quite understand because it was originally Korean. Um, But I could still tell it was important. But um, no, I soon got right into it. Um, I thought it was brilliant, particularly um, because she puts in these snapshot moments she talks about where in between the massacre... You get really intimate moments, um, like a skin-grazing like skin someone else, or locking eyes, or whatever it be. Um, she describes these moments kind of as fixing like the world heart, fixing the community of people. Yet again, that they're not just bodies that were killed. See, that was probably one of my favourite books actually that I did read this year and I only finished it today um yeah it's just so interesting I think that was a part of history that I didn't know anything about and I would definitely like to r- read up more on it um because obviously there's a lot she didn't touch on um, but yeah overall pretty much my first two reads in the translated fiction section and although very different i enjoyed both of them greatly um so hopefully i'll read more in 2020 uh with this podcast though um what seems it seems silly calling a podcast i don't think anyone's gonna listen but anyway um i don't really just want to talk about books um i want to talk about poetry um as well most of the imagine myself probably talking about will just be quotes i really like probably that i found on um tumblr just because obviously that's easier than a whole novel and reviewing it or whatever um one quote i read recently that i particularly liked um it's by dorothy Lasky from the green lake um it's a little poem where she says yesterday everything felt so hopeless Now I have the energy to sit in the sun. I really like this because um, I haven't really been able to read for a while. Um, Like in 2016, I think I read over 50 books easily, and I was doing exams at that time, but it didn't make a difference. Um, But then since, yeah, each each year has just kept decreasing, Um, and a record low this year of just reading 16 books which actually the majority of which I have just read this month because i kind of just got back into it a little bit um I feel like yeah now I'm sitting in the sun excited to be reading again um and I think what has helped me is through just reading bits of quotes getting excited about that thinking actually I want to read the whole thing or, i want to come up with my own quotes my own favorite pieces so yeah um if you listen to this bless you and see you soon